to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman himself, a.k.a. this show's front man and main host, in an effort to promote an upcoming episode, or say, a share repost episode, or a reboot episode, depending on how you want to look at things, and to help gear up for four state Comic-Con 2023, we are kind of pulling an old maneuver and kind of sharing an old interview that we did a few years ago, and let me explain. In this upcoming episode that we will be sharing slash reposting is uh, the special guest between me and Sasha is Kenny, who is slash was part of the punk band Stinkoids. And since we, here at the show, partnered up with Don Ramirez a few years ago to do an interview with Kenny and those behind Stinkoids, we, here at the show, decided, you know what? What a great way to promote the upcoming episode by sharing an old interview. So, I'm going to stand back for... uh, I don't know, maybe about 40, 45 minutes, and let y'all hear that past episode all about the stinkoids and punk music and so forth and so on that we did with Don in regards to the Frederick Music Underground, whatever it was called at the time, and still is called to this day. So, here's that interview right now, and I'll see y'all on the other side. Today is... Sunday, March the 1st of 2020. I'm here with Kenny. How do you say your last name? Say your full name for me, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny Ball Stink. Yeah, oh, I love that. Because I, I, I uh, okay. When, I, when uh, um, Brian Sefcik, he, he has a lot of fun with your, your last name. We're going to spend some time talking about Brian, too. And Perry Free. Okay. Perry, how old are you real quick? 43. 43. Kenny, how old are you? 43 also. 43. All right. I thought the first thing we're going to do is we're going to beat up a little bit on the stinkoids, right? So let's start with what shows you guys have coming up here in the immediate future. And then we're going to talk about how you guys got together. All right. Well, uh, what we got here... uh coming up here is the first show is this one the, uh, that's the, uh, March Saturday March yep, they're, 14th they're it metal night is this the first metal night now we're not really metal <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking that too uh, so I was telling them my friend, we're just gonna go with it it's metal <laughs> night with the punk man, flavor <laughs> yeah well that's Saturday March 14th at uh sit from 6 to 10 you know here at uh 410 W or uh, West Race Street Martinsburg that's got trigger 13 FYA Half heard voices as well, so I don't know if the uh, the kids are playing or anything like that. If they got, no, I don't think the students are part of this show. Right. Okay, I'm doing yeah, I another. So. I know we're doing one on May second, and they're they're part of that one. Right. And what else you got? What other dates we got? Well, we got uh, what the punk is at uh, six eleven Cafe six eleven there on North Market Street in Frederick. 
on Saturday, March 21st, uh, 5 to 12.30. That's got Piece by Piece, Go on Red, TBD, Crash Car Monkeys, Sugar Hysteria, Offense, doing a Misfits uh, set, and uh, Trigger 13, and Us. Okay. And then we got uh, Night of the Living Punks. That's Wednesday, March 25, at uh, 8 to 12. And uh, it's the depot in Baltimore at 1728 North Charles Street in Baltimore. And that's got wolves in uh, sheep's clothing. No action. And they're coming from uh, California, I believe. Uh, wow. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, the touring band. And then uh, our buddies, uh, Eternal Carnage, my buddies. And that's a 21 and over show, though. So the other ones are. Uh, and the one be. here in Martinsburg, I think, is 16 and up. Okay, yeah, that's what that right. is. 16 yep. is up. And then uh, we got one. I can't wait to get back at David's Outlook there at uh, 2228 uh, East Chestnut Street in Hanover, PA. That's uh, Saturday, April 18th from 7 to 11. And that's uh, TBD again and uh, Bake Sale Hotties. And, uh, you know, my buddies that are in Virginia there at LNT. Mm-hmm. You know them, don't you? Like yeah. No Tomorrow. So, and then uh, Who Me from uh, PA. So I can't wait to see them guys again. And then we're uh, we just got uh, on this uh, Bless the Woods Festival. Uh, I'm not really sure if we fit that one too well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's that one at? Yeah, yeah. I started looking into some of these bands, and it's a lot of. Yeah. It sounds like a real hippie thing. I, you know, I'm into the reggae though. Hey, you know, I'm into the reggae and stuff, oh, yeah. so I can't wait to see that. Yeah. You know? uh, I've always believed that. Hey, they the wanted a punk band, so fun. they're gonna get one. So you know. We, we can make up a nice cover, you know. Right. <laughs> Hey, man, we're going to do our best, you know, to entertain the people who, you know, I hope they're ready for us. You know? Right. We'll see what happens. But uh, that's uh, Saturday, June 20th at uh, one fifteen is when we go on. But the, the festival actually goes from uh, June 18th to, uh, to 21st. Yeah, it's a whole weekend there. Where, where is that one? That's uh, uh, 8334 Ricard Road, Fairplay, Maryland. I have oh, yet to see what that's about either. I know a buddy of mine is involved in that. Uh, it's actually like across the Billy river Stanfield. from where I live, but like you, know, you got to right, go all the right, way down right, 81. Right, 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 yeah. right. Fair play. <laughs> yeah, that's not too far. That's not too far. Let me ask, uh, before we get into how you guys got the stinkoids together, tell you a little story with TBD. You've seen them? Oh, yeah. I uh, played with them when, when I was in the runs. Good, they're a good band, you guys. I've Great heard. band. Sarah, Sarah, and Brian recommended that for recommended them for one of the dates we were doing at Sky Stage. So I'd reached out to them. I was able to get them on that bill. I tried to get them on one here, but they couldn't do it. Anyway, I had to bump them. Felt horrible, but I had to bump them. So then I get Sky Stage saying they want to put them on another date. So I reach out to them again, and they get bumped from that one too. No! Oh no! And I had to be the bearer of bad news twice, you know. So fuck. They're really cool though, and they understand all that. They've been, they've been, you know, uh, Ray there has been in this uh, doing this for quite a long time, and they all have really. So they know, you know, they. I definitely, I definitely want to see them. All right, so let's get into how you guys got the stinkoids together. Because the last time, the first time we met, which is just about a year ago, you were with the runs. Yes, sir. So how the stinkoids come into being? Well, 
Well, runs well, broke we, up. We, we, knew, we knew each other forever, you know what I mean? And we, right. We was even roommates. We've been try, I've been trying to get in a band with this guy for at so least 10 years. So you guys haven't played together before? No. I got no. Other than drinking and playing in yeah. the living room, you know I, what I mean? That kind of stuff. stuff, yeah, you know. But maybe. we were both playing in separate bands. I played in a band called Project 834. We played the Frederick School of Rock one day. One okay. of the best shows I ever played. I love playing for kids. Yeah, because they're actually into it. They're not yeah. at the yeah, bar yeah, 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 drinks yeah. and looking. Yeah, they dance. Friends. That's why we like yeah. to do the underage shows. I got to hold my tongue a little bit, but you know. And then you know, both our bands kind of went their separate ways, and we were both looking to be in bands, and we both work on the same job sites. And I seen him. I was like, "Look, let's start a band." You know what I mean? Right. I'm looking. You're looking. Let's do it. And with Kenny, there's always this sense of humor. I mean, that that's right. the thing. So that was a good fit for you, like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, we definitely uh, crack it up together, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Where does where let let's let's go back in both of your histories, okay? In your forties, how old were you when when you first get introduced to punk? How does punk? How does this type of music? And who are some of those bands that you're first like you know into? How uh, old are you? You know, tell me. About you know, I can't tell you the year, but uh, my father actually—I oh, was probably five. I was probably five years old. And my father. Get the fuck out of here! My really? father. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Well, yeah. my father was into punk That's, rock. I got a story. I got a story. So you remember Phantasmagoria back in the day? Yes. You know DC. Yeah. So he went there. You know, he's a collector. He's been—he's just into music, man. He was in MC5. And he had some stooges and stuff like that. So he's like, man, you know, so he went to the record store. He goes, all right, give me whatever you got that nobody else is buying. Nobody else wants to hear. And so they gave him the Damned and, uh, you know, uh, the ACDC and some other stuff, you know, probably mm -hmm. the Ramones and, you know, stuff like that. Well, he, you know, he fell in love with it. So <laughs> then he just kind of warped me, you know. <laughs> at a young and age. Just at a young age, just, you know, put me in front of the uh, stereo and just played a bunch of records. And I... Can you have you seen my dad's record collection? I know he's been over to my house. I've listened to parts. You know, how old are you when you start wanting to play music and getting into bands? When what's how old are you and your first experience on stage? Oh, I guess uh, it was probably high school when I finally, uh, you know. But uh, I think we were trying to get you know a band together in middle school and with my buddies in high school and all or in middle school and all that. And then that kind of developed into, all right, we're going to start doing some stage. So, you know, and then, uh, you know, the talent show at the high school. And then, right. you know, it just right. kind of went from there. A couple bars probably and stuff like that. Uh, you know, the parties. Uh, I miss the house parties, to be honest, which is what is, <laughs> we got to get back into that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, I'd have to say about 14, 15, something like that. Yeah. Probably, you uh, so you've been performing since you were a teen. Oh, yeah. So that being at the school rock is a good thing. Well, I gave it up, though. I, I stopped being in a band because, you know, I had a bad, uh, a bad habit. <laughs> so I ended up pawning all my, uh, you know, instruments. And then, you know, I got kicked out of bands. And I was just kind of outrageous when I was a little bit younger. So uh, from 20-something, I, I wasn't really, uh, I guess, 22, 23. So I wasn't really in a band anymore and then uh how old then the runs got you, together when you got okay how old were you when you get with the runs uh what was that uh 30 years ago 30 something yeah yeah. Right, yeah right something like that it was that was like five six years ago yeah something like that something like that perry let's go with you you live in you live where now i live in tomahawk out in berkeley county 
Backwood now, Valley Road, out in the country. Born and raised out there? No, sir. Yeah, he took me this back. He took me this back road to get. <laughs> Where are we going? Where's this guy taking me? <laughs> Wrong turn. You know, it, it, it's like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you grew up over in Brunswick. Yes, sir. How old were you when you first start getting into music, and how does that become part of your life? Well, I mean, I was pretty much from birth like him, but my father wasn't a punk rocker. He was a big Chet Atkins, like, country music country. guy. And my grandfather and father were, like, famous musicians, you know, locally over in Maryland. Okay. The Freeze, they, they used to own Michael Fred's guitar over in Frederick and stuff. Okay. That was my family. So I was pretty much raised with an instrument in my hand, you know what I mean? So but you've been playing since you were young as well. Is old enough I can hold a guitar, you know? And um, and then, you know, of course, you know, I, I wasn't too much into Chet Atkins back then. Actually, am now, but... It is now. I got to be 13 or 14, you know, that wasn't too hip, you know what I mean? It was this is the early 90s, you know? Right, right. And I'm, uh, you know, I just... And now it's up. hip to be square. Right. <laughs> Just ask, was that Huey Lewis? Huey <laughs> Lewis, yeah. And, you know, and I wasn't too much into the mainstream stuff, like Metallica and Nirvana at the time. I kind of veered more into, like, I got into, like, back then I was more into, like, the hardcore scene in D.C. There's a lot yeah. of, like, straight-edge stuff. Yeah. And I really went that direction, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Back in the day. For me, I'll, I'll, I'll share with you guys, like, I, I grew up here in West Virginia, right? So metal, Metallica, 85. And I thought, you know, they were intense and they would talk about other bands, right? They liked punk. They talked about right. punk. And I read this interview and they talked about the Cro-Max. Talked about the Age of Quarrel. And I, I bought that and I fucking loved it. And first real show I saw was the original lineup of the Cro-Mags at the old 930 Club. Nice. Right. This best friend of mine gets kicked. Or K Street, K Street. The one at the National Port. The one with the big pole in the middle there. He's spitting out his teeth into oh his hands, right? Skinhead named Blue. This is about 88. <laughs> And I knew it. That was it. I was done. I wanted it. You know, I wanted to be. I wanted to be. I, I was into that you know stuff too. You know like, what I mean? Fuck, man. The the and back then the Cro Mags did the whole Hira Krishna shit. I met. Uh, yeah, right. That, right. That, they. They were. Yeah. Yeah. That was big in the scene when I was like used to go to the DC shows. That kind I of loved stuff. the DC yeah. shows. That we used is, to go to Safari Club all the time. I remember so, Safari Club yeah. too. I, they used to do a lot of uh, reggae. Yeah, Safari Club would right. do reggae shows. Yeah, DC, uh, they still dance there every once in a while, you know. You still go to a punk show, they'll still dance. <laughs> That's why we like it too, you know. Right. Perry, Perry <coughs> I want you to talk about some of your favorite influences. And, and I don't care. You can pick from any genre, you know, of music. Just some of the ones that really talk to you. Well, I'm a bass player and I do the bass player thing. I kind of live and breathe the bass, I, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm into everybody from Les Claypool to, like, even, you know what I mean, John Etwitzel, you know what I mean? Like, right. just bass stuff, you know what I mean? Right. A lot of, I got a lot of influences, like Iron Maiden, you know, any kind of bass-driven stuff, I just listen to it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, just... I kind of listen to everything. I'm one of them people. I can listen to everything from gangster rap to like, you know. Old Who's your life. favorite gangster rapper? Oh, 
I don't even know top bad. I like nineties rap. That's the yeah, stuff me too. I like. Right. The stuff that was He quotes Snoop Dogg all the time. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Nineties <laughs> rap. That's definitely what yeah. I like. Snoop Dogg, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, life for me kinda ends around two thousand ish. Yeah, years. I, I, I everything before that I'm stuff. interested yeah. in. Everything after that. I can't stand rap. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Always hated it. You know, so I like Cliff Burton stuff. I like all that kind of stuff kind of talks to me. Anything that where it's got, like, a good out-front bass player that kind of plays, like, the crazy, like, thrills and leads, that's the kind of stuff I'm into. Yeah, he was. Burton's an exceptional, exceptional bass player. Same question to you, Kenny. Here are some of your influences, some of your heroes. Oh, uh, you know, Iggy Pop, Alice Cooper, all the greats, you know, uh, everything. Uh, I'd like all that. Judas Priest, too, and, uh, you know, the Cock Rock, everything. Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses. Hey, it's all hard that. for me to put a finger on you know, you know, everything, though. Anything from rock and roll, you know, Buddy Holly, to, you know, keep going down the line. Chuck Berry, of course, you know, all that stuff. What do you try personally on stage? What do you try to bring to the stage what are you doing to engage the audience? And you're incredibly engaging. Just, just a word. You know, I'm really into fear, and I always like to. I've seen videos. I've seen fear, but they don't, they're not. They don't do what they used to do. <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to bring what they used to do back. You know, watch the videos of fear. That's kind of what I want to do. I want to be, you know, a little, you know, uh, politically incorrect, but with some humor involved into it. You know, it's nothing serious. I'm just joking around. You know. And, but, you know, I'm probably going to piss some people off right. while I'm doing it, you know. It's, you, know I, you know, if it does piss you off, then you got problems and you suck my dick. <laughs> Perry, what do you enjoy about being on stage? What is it that, 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 that gets you to do it? I just love playing bass for people, man, and jumping around, screaming and yelling, that kind of thing. I like really, I don't know, I like to go out on stage and just, I don't know. It's just a rush for me to be out in front of people and play for people. Yeah, we all just want to have a good time and, you know, ask anybody, Jimmy, too, and Adam, you know, we just want to get out there. And, and, so let's and talk about the I whole. Make sure everybody right else has a good to time, too. The whole band's, the whole band lineup that'll be performing here on March 14th. Who am I missing? And let's talk about what they do in the band, their contribution and who they are personally. Well, Adam, uh, you know, Adam contributed to the uh, music Full scene. name there. Adam Fritz Gerald Bellman. <laughs> and uh, he, he has no stage name, I guess. But, no, he, he's, uh, he's a really good guy, and he's always been around in the, uh, the scene. Cause he, right, you know, he's playing a lot of different all, he, he was in Cobra Clutch. Uh, the Whiskey Shits. The Whiskey Shits. That was a, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, I had a couple, but I can't remember anymore. Oh, uh, Out of Spite. Yeah. And uh, you know, and uh, he was in a DD. He was in DD Allen and the, uh, and the oh, is Market he Street Sluts? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so okay. So that's a GG Allen cover band um, or a, a tribute band. Tell, let him know that at, at Andy very much wanted them at, on the Sky Stage show last year, but for whatever reason, it, the DD Allen thing. But just put a buzz in his ear if there was something even here that we could work out. We'd like to, you know, look at doing uh, well, show. Well, we grabbed him up and stole him away from, from him, the, so the, he's not allowed to play with them anymore. Okay, I got you. <laughs> no, we could even kidding. do a double feature. I'm, I'm sure they'll do that to him. I sit in on guitar on one of their shows. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it'll probably be me playing in that band <laughs> now, I guess. It'll just be us playing with the chick singer. <laughs> 
Have you ever seen the documentary Hated, G.G. Allen and the Murder? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I that, still own it on VHS. I have a rejection letter from, from the New York Underground Film and Video Festival, 1995. I fucking framed that shit. It was the most beautiful fucking thing I ever got. <laughs> My favorite rejection letter. I got a few of But it's Todd Phillips, man, and that's his film. And here he is doing the fucking Joker, you know? The, and to be able to see this, that you know, this incredible filmmaker and this incredible career that comes very much from the underground. I think that's one of the challenges that we face is, you know, helping people to understand that, that it's all just art and culture. So talk about your art. What is your art when you guys are on stage? Uh, to, you know, entertain the crowd any way possible and uh, to get as drunk as uh, humanly possible, <laughs> and, uh, you know. <laughs> And without throwing up on stage, because that's been done, you know. Yeah, Gigi did that. And I guess well, crapping on stage is that, you know, that's been done too now. So. <laughs> so maybe both of them. If we can just do both of them at the same time, I guess that's what we're going to shoot. We try to add that little element of humor and stuff into everything, you know what I mean? That's with the band name and a couple of song titles and stuff. Now, how, how many Yeah, we're songs? just a shitty rock and roll band, man. That's all. <laughs> you know, if you like shitty rock and roll, you're going to love us, you know. All the more reason to come. <laughs> How many songs have you guys recorded at this point with the Stinkoids? Uh, none. <laughs> well, you know, except for the phones and all that. And uh, but uh, we're getting ready to, or you know, we kind of any second now. I think what we we had four shows booked before we had a set list for it. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Pretty much. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what I told you about. I mean, we, it was our <laughs> sixth practice, I, was I think. Playing with, they were like, you know, we've been playing in their garage for a year, and we haven't played no shows. And I, when we formed this thing, was I was like, look, I want to play some fucking shows, you know? Right, I mean, that's right, what right, it's right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. We just want to get out there and have fun. Before we had, you know, so we do a bunch of covers together, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, we do like Johnny Thunder's covers, some New York Dolls. We play in front of some young people. They're just like, what the hell song is this? It was the New York Dolls, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's cool that you mentioned the dolls, right? In the, <laughs> the interview I do with, and we'll talk about, I want to talk about the scene that you guys are a part of, your history with the scene, but I want to talk about some of the, the older older guys. We meet through Brian Sefcik and um, Eric Reichard, who's part of... Um, well, I know him from the left. You knew, so you go back that oh. far. Yeah, okay. I, I know Brian from the left, and uh, well, Kevin too. And uh, good, know, okay, Jimmy. I, I don't really know him that well, but yeah, I smoked a joint with them after a show one time. I did you the Redneck Seven Eleven song, right? My <laughs> wife kind of introduced me because she's all into Facebook, and that was before I was into Facebook. Yeah. Well, we're doing we're doing a special program about the left on June twenty seventh. We're doing it through the School of Rock. Going to do it out at O'Connell's. We have the students oh, here yeah, yeah, yeah. picking out. They're, they're going to learn the left songs, so they would perform songs from the left. Oh, really? Then, oh. It, then it's it's Kevin and That's the great. Driving Beats, Jimmy Swope, and um, Sourpuss, Brian Sefcik. So right. you've got all the major players. Jimmy opened our series last April at, at Area 31. But... um. So you go all the way back to the left. Were you a fan of the Voodoo Love Gods? Uh, well, I just recently found when they all put that show together. That's when I found out about them, and, uh, and I am a fan now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it yeah. was great. That, you know, Andy, right? The from the Voodoo's, the drummer, my co-host. That's where Driving I know him from. Beats, okay. yeah. 
gave me two black eyes in 1990. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> me, him, and Jimmy Swope, right? Like Andy and I are gonna get in this fight, so we go to we go to a playground in an elementary school, and Jimmy Swope watches Andy and I go at it. I finally get my ass kicked, and I'm holding Andy off of me, and I'm like, all right, all right, I had enough. Help me find my glasses. <laughs> and all I can really remember is fucking Jimmy Swope laughing, you know? Me and this guy got in a tussle a couple times. Right? It was fucking each other. Oh, man, alcohol. Yeah, sure. right, alcohol. Right, that's funny. That's funny. It happens. All right, so how long have you been part of this, this scene? How long have you been going to local shows, I mean, regional yeah. shows? And, and what areas are really known or were known as good venues and good places to see shows that you got both of you? Oh, when I was a kid, you know who yes. Doug Merson is. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. running this joint called the, the Church. I was off of Market Street, yeah. right, right behind all we the played, buildings. I played Market there with my old man. Yeah, that right? place was awesome. I mean, that's where we all went, you know what I mean? And, I guess I was about the same age, you know, once you were starting bands, that's where you went, you know, right. I was 14 years old, something like that, and, uh, well, they had this little skate club there, right, at the end of Market Street, like, kind of heading towards Warman's Mill, and this guy had an indoor skate thing over there by Domino's Pizza and yeah, all that. Yeah, had a half you remember that? Might have you had a band played the there, that was pretty was cool. Awesome. Yeah, I really liked that, playing that place, and, uh... You know, back then everybody played Bellis's and uh, it was, you know, 611 was called Coconut Alley. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there I was. Played uh, my, I played a lot of places. I've been in a lot of bands like Old like, Town, I guess. Do, I think it was you, always you, called Old Town. Alpen I, Hall. I can't remember the exact name of what they called it, but it, it's where Noma Art Gallery is and it, it became Blue Elephant. It used to be called yeah, the, yeah. The, Attic. the Attic. The Attic, I yeah. played there with my band too. I passed, <laughs> with the I band passed that space on to the dude that opened the Attic. Like, I, I, I had it. For I shot my first student films there in 93. I had it, I lived in it. It was just like a primitive warehouse. I lived in the old like workers where they got work, got dressed for work and right. shit. But yeah, that was a neat yeah, space. We and there was a band called Lawn Dart. It was like guys after this band called Aversion X, like um, um, they one of their new bands, but they were it was awesome. It was a good show. That's cool. Yeah, I liked all that stuff downtown, man, because they had the record stores. You know, remember uh, all the record shops there, like Megaphone. Megaphone. I had it, the art gallery it turned into in the back of Megaphone. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, all that Me stuff. Me and Ed Ramsburg. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, Brainstorm. I, I what else? Yeah, I loved Brain, Brainstorm. Brainstorm. Right? Brainstorm. That's in Walkersville now. Do you know that? No. Yeah, uh -huh. that's in downtown Walkersville, over by where Ray's used to be. <laughs> Walkersville. That's where I grew up. Was in, was in Walkersville. You know, okay. Discovery. What about uh, Rob Garza? Did you ever meet Rob, or do you know Rob? No, I don't think so. That's Thievery Corporation, right? He's the main dude behind Thievery Corporation. Okay. And he's from Walkersville, right? A Latino guy. I met him at Frederick Community College. He was doing video production. He was one of the first guys I ever met that did um, electronica, you know what I'm saying, where he would record everything. Called it his record corporate. His record label was Thievery Corporation, and he called his act the Cool Juju Kick Crew. And uh, he performed the his first shows ever were at the space we're talking about. That was the attic. He goes on to D.C. He ends up getting involved with one of the guys from uh, I miss that place. Minor Threat, and they're they're huge. You know, 
Yeah. That's when you thought the floor was always going to cave in. You yeah. Know what I mean? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. how it was. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> Who are some of the national acts that you go out of your way to see now? Is there anyone? Oh, uh, you know what? Around? Anytime the Dickies are playing, I will go out of my way to see them. There's nothing like a dick puppet on stage. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right, right. The balls hanging down and shit. That's great. Uh, I mean, I, anything really from Guar. You know, anything cool. I saw Guar uh, many times back in the I day. I saw yeah. uh, X came uh, a little while ago, a couple years ago. I got to see X. Mm-hmm. That was great. I do the whole Hank Freeze Stiff thing every time fitness. he comes around. I like, I like, I like the up close shows. Like I'm going to see Michael Graves that did them couple albums with the Misfits. Like two weekends from now, actually it's the day after the show. It's a Sunday night, and he plays acoustic set where you're right up front. And he does all the Misfits songs that he did and stuff. That is. I'm awesome. kind of just more into those kind of shows now. Right, right. I like that when intimate you can, like, that close setting. atmosphere and stuff with the bands. I Agreed. Arena shows, you know, but I'll go to them if it's the bands I like. You know what I mean? But, right. I love to try to catch them little local bar shows and stuff. The best ones. Usually end up to get to meet the people, at least talk to them and stuff, mm. you know what I mean? Have you guys performed either one of you guys at Savage Mountain Punk Festival? Oh, uh, yeah. When I was in the runs, we played there. Talk about that a little bit. What's the festival itself like? And uh, tell me about the organizers, your impression of the whole event. Jerry's a really great guy. Uh, they're lucky to have him down there in Frostburg. Uh, the man's a, a poet, too. Yeah. And uh, he's in a band called The Downstrokes that I, I really am just like an old school rock and roll kind of, you know. They're performing. Uh, we're doing them on uh, May 16th. And because of the festival and everything that you're saying. Oh, yeah, man. they're great. Yeah, uh, the festival itself, yeah. I mean, that, you know, that guy really likes to feed the uh, bands there. You know, there's always, like, a ton of food. <laughs> is you, it, is he's it, trying is, to shut down your throat, you know Do you I mean? camp out? Is it a camping experience? Uh, no, I mean... Uh, it's one like a one day event, or yeah, the yeah the yeah the thing itself. Well, no, the whole thing was the uh, the Savage Mountain um, Festival itself is a three day event. I think so it, okay. I think they're trying to turn it into a four day and five day, and like even going to Thursday and all that. Man, don't eat this brown point. acid. So yeah, I mean, uh, but it's, it's <laughs> really cool. Like it's definitely uh, you get a sense of uh, community down there, and uh, you know people like to help each other out and stuff like that, and. Uh, it's a real uh, support system for each band and all, you know, and the people down there that go to the shows, too. It, it was it was an intense experience for me to go all the way to Cumberland to see a show like that. Right. right. You oh, know? but it's a gorgeous drive, though, isn't it? A beautiful it, drive, and, and yeah. that venue was fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I thought, Dante's, I thought Ra- yeah. well, no, Roundhouse. Oh, or Red, to... Was it Red House? Oh, the Red, Red House, House Soundstage. Soundstage. Oh, yeah, I played where... there, too. Yeah, that yeah that's how there. we met. Yeah, yeah that place yeah. is real cool. Yeah, I thought, it, and, and to see punk... And underground music, that vibrant and having that much participation so far away from like D.C. or Baltimore, right. Right. that was intense. It, it, you know, to see that this thing has become much more than what it was when we were younger, much more culturally, right. you know, it's, it's everywhere. Right, it's yeah. everywhere. It's getting a little more accepted. Right. Yeah. I think the fear of, of kids just out having fun isn't, you know, right. what it used to be back in the day. We used to it's get not beat like on you're in, you're in school for looking the way we did. Right. It's you not know? like you're in Footloose anymore. Like to school where I did in the country. I think the strangest <laughs> experience about coming to these shows is just how 
multi-generational they are now you know like the the last show they did which was a punk show there's little kids there i mean little kids, Tiny kids yeah. all oh, yeah. the way up you know and, and when i went to shows like the crow mags at night it was all degenerate young people uh-huh. you know they're they're I, I don't remember seeing any adults, you know. So all of a sudden to see this, I'm like, okay, so that's changed in 30 years. Yeah, well, now it's our generation that's up there. We want to see the shows, and, you know, we want to influence the kids too. So, And, like, know. working with the Exiles, right, getting to know all of those guys. Oh, they're great. I love them, man. And yeah, man. their dad. That's and inspirational. That's yeah. one of the reasons why, yeah. why I'm personally yeah. am out yeah. here, you know. Yeah, I think they're incredible live. Um, we got John Bolin's band, Suspect Device is playing with the downstrokes. And we have um, Adam Strausner from the Helgramites. Hell yeah. He's doing a bluegrass thing band. called the Missing Links. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I like that so, kind of yeah. stuff. I like to check oh, that yeah. out. This guy. <laughs> Did I tell you? He lives right over there. <laughs> it's over that way. Yeah, you know, I was going to say. Banjos and stuff. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All right. One of the things we talk about, too, is and I make sure I do this with all the bands and everyone has a different perspective on it. But we talk about drugs. So I want to go with Perry. (laughs) Let me get a beer for that. (laughs) (laughs) Perry, with you, let's talk about, you know, whatever you want to say on the subject. Some people are in the straight edge. Other people talk about former addictions, whatever you want to share. (laughs) Yeah. He don't know what's he getting himself into. I don't even drink anymore because my liver's crushed and I'm only 43. Yeah, That's he, he why can't I drink. don't drink anymore. That's how much he used to drink. He can't drink no more. Yeah, it's like that. I used to be world famous drunk. I got to double it up, you know, because of this. Yeah, now know. I got AC&T coffee. Now, the great thing about being in this guy is I always got a DD, you know, every time to the show. So that's pretty cool. Keep going. But yeah, now I'm the designated driver, you know what I mean? Because I don't drink and it's actually pretty cool. I get to be everybody's babysitter and there is that. There is that. But you know, drinking was always a big part of the scene when I was a kid. You know, you'd be hanging out behind the club, getting your drinks in and stuff. And where I grew up, you know, a lot of a lot of the shows He's talking were talking about parking lot beer. Yeah, parking lot beer. A lot of the shows I went to as a kid were all field parties, that kind of stuff out by Brunswick. Yeah, I miss oh, there's too. yeah, me we too. Did the shows I love, at the, yeah. The, the, the I always had a hit in the basement. You probably get arrested doing stuff like that. Back in the day, I used to be able to run. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They catch me now, Perry. Besides alcohol, what uh, and and now you don't drink. Uh, what about any other recreational drugs? Psychedelics? <laughs> if, if you mean on us it, right now? <laughs> no, or, no, no, no. Are you, are you looking In right now? I'll call a motherfucker up. Let's do this. Right. Back when they used to make good acid, you know, <laughs> they don't know more. I used to like acid a lot. I really did. I used to chop that stuff down. I enjoyed it as well. <laughs> what about have you have you had any uh, struggles with any of the opiates or anything like that? I grew up in Maryland. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Did he tell you he's from Brunswick? Brunswick, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think the Baltimore, line little when, Baltimore. When I, when I was a kid, it was uh, Hills, 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 and liquor stores. Yeah. Yeah, like now it's um, heroin <laughs> antique stores and um, um, bitches with AIDS. There is the one liquor store, I think, still there. Yeah. 
What about you, Kenny? What struggles have you been through? Like, you know, what's your, your, uh, you know, Don, when I remember waking up one day and I had 7,000 in the account and then I didn't have it anymore. Crack sucks. And I, <laughs> I thought, oh, shit. Well, I can't, you know, I, got, I probably need to do something to myself. And uh, so I straightened myself up. Really, I knocked my wife up, uh, you know, before she was my wife. And I, you know, I knocked this girl up. And then uh, I said, oh, shit, all right. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's time to uh, cut it short. And uh, so that's what I do. I still drink, though, and party. But, you know, I don't drink a drive and, or do anything stupid like that. And, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, I, I do I gave know. up all the hard stuff. But, you know, if there wasn't a drug on the table, that I wouldn't do. You know, I guess the right. kids call it. Well, they got all kinds of stuff now I haven't tried. I'm a little curious. I got to be honest with you, but. The explanation sounds like, oh, they're just mixing some shit together. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was telling him that the worst one they have around here, they call it boot, right? And it's a new street do- drug. I'm being told that it's a little more like a dirty meth kind of thing. But the physical effect that it has, you, like the, moving their jaw, strange movements. I mean, you... It, it, there, it gets so bad. Oh, I've seen the videos, yeah. In Martinsburg, it, it gets so bad, it, it looks like an episode of The Walking Dead. And, and really, the panhandle on the average... It looks like they're mixing meth with some, uh, you, know, so, you know, a little bit of E, and then, uh, you know... I don't even know if there's E coke in, in there, uh, and a little bit of heroin. Me, myself, nowadays, I'm in... Yeah, I'm into beta shit. blockers and cholesterol right. yeah, medicine. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit of clonopin at night, you know what I mean? Some, some antacids. Uh... <laughs> right. Amiprazole. Yeah. There's the kind of drugs I'm into now. I'm old age. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, the allergy, man. I got more allergies now than I used to have when I was a kid. <laughs> who are some of the local bands who are out there performing that you guys really respect and you enjoy playing bills with and seeing live? Well, you mentioned TBD. Uh, that band right there, they blow me away every time I see them. I, I really love Who Me Too. Who Me Too. Pennsylvania's got this little scene out there, man. Where's it centered at? Hanover, right? It's, it's Han- all over. It's kind of all over, man. There's like York. There's a lot of stuff out in York. There's Harrisburg. Uh, anything, really. like Just even bands out in Greensboro and stuff like that. I mean, it's just kind of all over. Waynesboro, you know. It's kind of spread out all over the place. Pennsylvania uh, all looks definitely the same. Philly <laughs> and, and uh, you know anything like that. Uh, P- you know Pittsburgh. They got some bands out there. How often do you go up to Philly or Pittsburgh? Never. Okay. <laughs> hey, not yet, man. We're gonna we're gonna expand here shortly. And get we, a, did you know, we did Harrisburg. We did Harrisburg was ours. There was Harrisburg and uh, did we do York yet? No, we didn't do uh, York yet. Yeah. I went to Pittsburgh once. I loved it. My fil- I had a film that screened there. 2008. Oh, it was a really neat city. Perry, who are some of the local acts that you really enjoy seeing? I like the kids, man. I like the Exiles a lot. Those guys. I, yeah, we played with them, my old man. You know what I mean? It's just, it gives hope that, you know, this isn't going to die with our generation. Right. You know, it gives me hope that there's still cool kids out there and stuff. And I don't know. I, I'm seriously, when I go out to see shows, I go out and see country bands and stuff out a lot <laughs> <laughs> you know my buddy sourpuss too and driving beats oh uh, yeah come on i see them guys you yeah know, so. yeah sourpuss is always a blast live i know they're playing april 11th voodoo of course yeah. and the voodoos yeah <coughs> were you, did you see the shepherdstown show we did in november were you uh, no that west virginia there yeah we did one in, yeah that one was i did the fucking light show for them and um we cl- they closed and it was just just fucking fluke 
But they closed with a song called uh, Charlie's Children, and the light show was just fucking perfect. So we want to do a couple more Voodoo Love God shows, but I want the opportunity to develop that fucking light show. You yeah, know get us saying? on them uh, Voodoo Love God shows, man. I'd love to play a show with them, man. Yeah, absolutely. Those, up, and man. those guys, <laughs> we're working on those. Those are like fall, September, and November, some dates. So I'll definitely keep you guys in mind for that. Sounds you good know. to me. Yeah. Chris, do you have any questions? Um, just basically... Um, what do you have to say to the – I know you guys enjoy the exiles, you know, what they do and the energy that they have to bring to uh, the community, the rock community, the punk rock community. What do you have to say to those that might have uh, issues or kind of on the fence saying, I don't know if I should get into either metal or punk or that aspect? Uh, you know, I, I'd say uh – I wouldn't worry about any of the uh, the issues that you know you think people are worried about, and you know the the object of uh, being in a band, any kind of band, anyway, is just you want to have a good time, you want to have fun, you want to be in a band with people you like to hang out with, uh, you know, for the most part, and then uh, you know uh, it's just a good idea anyway, just to be in any kind of band and to get out there, and uh, you know if if you're just nervous because you got stage fright or something like that. Uh, just remember, you know, these people ain't going to help you out, you know. Yeah. They're not there to, you know, pay your taxes and pay your, you know, your way of life. And the yeah. punk rock scene, I mean, even since... I mean, the hell with them, you know what I mean? Even it's just, You're there for you to have a good been, time. You know, accepting of people, you know what I mean? That's It doesn't matter what color you are, what, you know, what religion you are, where you come from, how much money you have, you know, you come, you get good into like the punk rock scene, you know, those people become your brothers, you know what I mean? Still, this yeah, day, it's a know, sense of community, you know, get out there and just do it, you know, and most people find a family in the scene. I mean, don't they, listen you know? to people, don't listen to the people that want to, you know, they, they're down on your kind of style of music or something right. like that, or maybe they What's don't like your lyrics. To now? Ricky Martin anyway? I mean, right. you know. <laughs> You just get out there and, you know, if, if you're calling yourself a punk rock band and somebody says, well, that's not punk rock, you know, what, what the fuck do they know about punk rock, you know? It's, it's what, you know, what you like, what you think punk rock is and what you think metal is. And that's all it's really about is, you know, you, you and yourself have a good time and get yourself, you know, out there and just do it. So um, has uh, being in a band or been, I'm sure Don's probably covered this, a... Uh, a whole hell of a lot, and he's doing a fine job documenting the Frederick Underground. Has, over the years, has there been a lot more ups than downs, or has there been kind of steady between the two? I tell you, all the way up for me, man. I, I don't care if I'm in a rat hole, you know, where there's one person there. I'm having a good time, you know. I'll, you know, you can be in a big whatever. I, even if I'm in a stadium or something like that, yeah, and it's packed. It's going to be the same for me because I'm just there, you know, like I said, just to have a good time. I want to meet people, hang out, and party. Uh, that's about it for me. Uh, I've got that, a couple that, more. Yeah. Um, what's the farthest you've traveled to perform a show? Frostburg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a fucking hotel room. Yeah, that's good God, man. <laughs> It feels like a three-hour drive or something. What, four? Yeah, something like that. Our drummer, Jimmy Flame, that plays with us, he um uh, he had his little music thing going on in Seattle back in 
That's where he took. Early, early 2000s. And he took a bus. I kind of took off and went out there and played music for a while. So I guess you could say that's the furthest I've went to play a show. How long did you live in Seattle? About a year and a half. How was that? That, that just seems like it would be an awesome experience. Wet. It was awesome. We played so much that we didn't even practice because we played shows three days a week. You know what I mean? The music scene was popping out there. You know, it, it, was, it was something to be said about it. Nothing like like locally. What do you think of locally? Where are the really good, exciting venues? Where do you guys and where do you pull an audience here? Uh, see, I'm hoping six eleven as far as uh, Frederick goes uh, right. coming up, and then uh, for here, I'm hoping uh, this place. Right? Yeah, that's why we're doing this. Well, they, yeah. they used to have Guido's over in Frederick, where you know that's yeah, pretty much our family place. and the people we all grew up with. You know, we packed that little place, but that right. place shut down, you know what I mean? Now it isn't there. That was a good place for local music. They'd give anybody a slot and anybody a chance. Andy just said it was a small space. And I remember I hung out at Guido's when Blue Elephant first opened, which is like 98, 99. And it was just like a casual bar. And when I left Frederick in 2003 and you know, go back for this series and going in there, like, I was like, fuck, this is like the old Bad 30 Club. That's what it felt like. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Every, like, the and there's a pole right in the middle of everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's a small venue. What's 611 like? Uh, 611, uh... They do rap concerts every other weekend. It's something else. Yeah, there <laughs> is that. Uh, it's kind of open, a little more open, but, uh, you know, it's all right. You know, it's... They do, like... Um, Old school national. No, I like the place there. a lot. I've seen That's Biohazard there, Cro-Mag there. They do the. Yeah, they're, you know, yeah they've had right. agnostic I, I front. Yeah. When that Cro-Mag show was, and Cro-Mag's played here at, at the um, Shiley Acres. They they go by Cro-Mag's. They and the initials now JM or something like that. My my this this professor friend of mine sent me an article a few years ago about Harley Flanagan storming the stage of a Cro-Mag show and taking a knife and slashing the new bass player, like, on stage. Oh, my God. They're they're all suing, and there's a bunch of fighting going on over ownership of the music and, yeah, all that kind of shit. I saw something on Facebook or something like that. Oh, my goodness. And and I think he he had become, like, a heroin addict or, yeah, I, I... I don't know much, but I loved Harley. I met him a couple of times. I, you know, I consider myself a fan, and I definitely was attracted to the straight edge then. So to, to right. hear how things have gone, you know, and to see any band fight over money like that always kind of fucks with me, if that makes sense, you know. Kind of like uh, the Misfits with the Lame. Walmart shirt sales. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> If you guys are about good, we can wrap and go upstairs and get oh, yeah. some, some good rock. pictures. Yeah, I'd like to check. With, so the stage is upstairs. Yeah, we're going to go check it out. Thank you guys for being part of the show. Chris, yeah, thanks thank for you guys yeah. for having us. Saturday, March 14th, 410 Ray Street. Come out and check out the Stinkoids and the rest of the show, you guys. And special thanks to the School of Rock. We'll let there be rock Rice, school for uh, Nick and Lemmy and Donald Burkholder for letting us record here and all that. And so, and thanks for letting us play.
Dude, let me say, this to me is the most exciting thing that's happened in Martinsburg in the 10 years I've lived here. Is this place right it's, here? It's to have a live music you know, venue. And, well, yeah. just to have a, a rock and roll school, you know, yeah. just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, you know, think about that when I was a kid, you know, yeah. to fathom that, you know, that was never even an option. Now they're building skate parks. Right, all the stuff I wished for when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is going on here? <laughs> right, I used to have to go in back alleys and this and that to do my stuff. Now they just build the shit out for everybody, you know. Skate parks. I used to get arrested for skateboarding, you know. They got skate parks, you know. Now they got uh, you know the thing, so you know, rock and roll was was blessed, you know, thankful. Was the devil right? Yeah, right. Yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. not the devil anymore. People, you know, it's it's barely uh, mainstream a little bit more culture. Accepted. I remember getting kicked out of Sunday school because I came to Sunday school with a guar shirt on. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for having us, uh, Doc. No, absolutely, Chris. Thank you. No problem. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this interview that we did with Don. Kenny and the rest of the stinkoids that we did back in 2020 when the pandemic was in full swing. Just want to again let you know that this was a promo, not the interview we did back in 2020. This whole episode right now is a promo for an episode, audio episode we will be dropping later this week prior to April 30th. We're just again trying to get a, as much content out prior to Four State Comic Con. And Later this week, that episode that we'll be sharing, audio episode that we'll be sharing, is the audio version of Shasa's Princess of the Darkness uh, reboot, podcast reboot. And in that upcoming episode, it's going to be me, Sasha, and Kenny, where we discuss a whole mess of things ranging from punk music to comic book movies. And the whole thing just devolves right off the bat. You will enjoy it. It's funny as hell. It was fun to do. So you'll all, I'm sure you all will love that. You'll all get a kick out of it because it's new stuff with us and Kenny. And stay tuned to our YouTube channel because we'll be sharing clips to that episode. Or I should say that from that episode later on. Probably early May or whenever Sasha finally drops that episode. She's got full crack, uh, crack of everything in regards to YouTube. Then we'll be sharing some clips later on. Maybe a few days. Maybe a week after that. So stay tuned. Uh, all our links will be in the description down below. So I hope you follow those links. Especially the one for YouTube. Because we'll be putting up the clips. Uh, visual clips. And plus, we have a whole mess of other stuff on our YouTube channel. Plus, we'll be sharing our all the stuff that we'll be getting from Four State Comic Con. So, take care. I'm out. Hope you hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel and for our podcast, audio podcast. So, take care. We're out. You've been listening to the Long Coat Mafia Podcast, the Internet's most hated and mafia-themed geek podcast.